the Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. I'm Claire. I'm Tammy. And we are back. And you know what? We don't have a Will this week either. Tammy. Tammy, where's Will? Last week, he met David Tennant, and now he's vanished. You know, he made mention that he's still busy with David, so I, I'm not sure what's, what's happening. Look, guys. Um, I also think he's yeah, anti-Danny Rand, but... Like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's very clear. Uh, I don't actually exist. This is another voice for Will because he hasn't recorded when I've been on. Oh, Will's oh. great with accents. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that David Tennant actually has Kilgrave powers and has, like, Will out there doing crime or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't think David Will's Tennant. upset about it, though. That's a thing. He doesn't seem that upset. Unhappy. Yeah, no. exactly. Um, so instead, we have two very special guests. We have. The ravishing Rebecca. Hurrah. Hurrah. <laughs> and the alluring Alan. Hurrah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I think Essie would agree with you. I'll have to play that bit for <laughs> Hurrah. Uh, yeah, and yep. this week we are talking about episodes three and four of season two of Iron Fist, guys. And I only have the briefest amount of news um, for you. Apparently... Um, again, I don't know how confirmed this is, but I heard that the teaser trailer for Captain Marvel is set to debut on Tuesday, the 18th of September. So that's two Absolutely days from now. Absolutely true. Sweet. It's been, um, it's been, uh, it's been verified by Marvel and nice. it's coming out during Good Morning America. And so. I also heard another little rumour about Captain Marvel, which I don't think is spoilery, but a certain race in it are apparently... Going to have Aussie accents, which I think is hilarious. If that's I think it's true. The best piece of news I've heard. Yeah. I I am really excited about Australian sounding aliens, like because this is amazing. <laughs> so, if there was no other reason yeah, to they, watch they, it, they, I'd watch it just for that. <laughs> it is fast, Gabe. You're right. Australia. Oh. Yes, Australia. Aussie Asia. Well, bear in mind. I, does that mean we work at Claudia Black? Because I listened to Claudia Black read the phone book. That'd oh, be great. Claudia yeah. Black's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Don't forget the latter two seasons of Farscape SG1. Farscape is, is awesome. And in the other bit of news, which again, Rebecca knows more about than me, because I'm a terrible host, um, there was a Q&A recently on Twitter with the showrunner, Raymond Metzer. Rebecca, you asked some yeah. questions. Obviously, without spoilers, was there I, anything I, interesting that came up? There was a lot of interesting things that came up, but um, I would steer clear of it if you don't want spoilers. Because it was very much done on the basis that um, of the people who've seen the whole thing, mm-hmm. yeah. and um, you know, even even you know, there were lots of fairly like innocuous ones, like which was your favourite fight, lots of stuff about this fight that we'll have seen this week. Um, but in in an, you know, if you're going to look through them, there's a ton of spoilers. So, um, I, I but, but actually, but he was very cheerful, and he sounds really cool. So apparently, as well, I heard. Oh, go on, sorry. Seen. I have literally seen up to the point that I needed to see for this recording. I haven't yeah. seen anything else. Nice. Well, that's, I, think, I think that's what we're going to assume for anything we talk about. So I'll just say, go warily into it if you go looking for it, or don't look for it if you don't want any spoilers. And some of the comic news sites um, oh, yeah. are starting to write articles up off some of the answers. Yeah, and starting to discuss things like the final episodes, I've noticed. Yeah. Things like that. Um, and I also heard about about um, him, the showrunner, that apparently he's such a fan 
um, for the Marvel Netflix shows. He went to Comic-Con, I think, last year, just as a, you know, in the crowd, just to go and see everything that was going on oh, to do with Marvel, which is so cute. And now he's, like, showrunner for one of the shows. Oh, I thought that was adorable. So that, he anyway... a really big fan of it all. Yeah, which is good. You want someone to be a fan, a fan first, almost. Mm-hmm. You know. And going and by some brave, of the stuff that happens... Oh, oh, and it's very brave to take on this show that was, like, so maligned in the first season. Yeah. Like, and then, and so soon afterwards to go onto Twitter and say, ask me whatever you want. And yeah. I actually answer a lot of it, including, like, some very critical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but just, cool. I, I'm just batting it back yeah. in a friendly manner. So I have yeah, a, lot, a lot of respect for him from just the bit I flicked through. Nice. Uh, well, hopefully I can post some of that like later. I'll go through his answers and then hopefully like put them in the you know as they relate to the episodes we get to maybe. But I have to go through them all first. Uh, right. So this week we are covering episode uh, three, which is called "This Deadly Secret," written by Tatiana Suarez Pico and directed by Toa Frazier. Uh, which says, in an effort to ease the tension between Ward and Joy, Danny and Colleen switch gears and host a dinner party, Mary delivers a warning. And episode four, which is Target Iron Fist, written by Jenny Lynn, directed by MJ Bassett. Joy's interrogation of Mary takes a turn. Misty gives Danny an earful. Ward extends an olive branch. Davos makes a crucial discovery. That discovery is tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, so like wait a second I can just be the iron fist by getting a tattoo <laughs> I can get a sweet tat nice <laughs> um, so yeah. <laughs> get, getting a sweet tat or sort of a you know, necro tat right. oh it's gross the actual tattoo we'll talk about it I, I don't know if you have tattoos Alan I know Tammy Rebecca and myself do I have to Oh, nice. Well, we'll talk I, I about have, whether we would get something tattooed I, with I dead man's skin. Yeah, I, I have a B5 tat on my left tricep, and I have a tattoo closely based on a pencil drawing of a shortest wolverine on my back. Nice. That's pretty cool. Uh, you could get a tattoo, Rebecca, now of a shirtless Davos getting tattooed. A tattoo yeah, of a tattoo. Not, not, yeah, no. no sorry. <laughs> I think I've had my last one now. <laughs> Never. Don't believe you. I've had my love. Have you skinned that? I, I'm getting uh, my, my third tap, which will be Deadpool, which is going the only place where Deadpool can, ta- can go. On your penis. On my right arse cheek. On my right arse cheek. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope he's saying something about being a tattoo. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, I hope Yellow Box uh, is present. I got a friend. I got a friend of mine who's an extremely talented artist to Photoshop out the backpack, but it's the one from the poster where he's standing there looking back over his shoulder with his hand on his butt saying, uh, good ass, smart ass, great ass, whatever those. Deadpool. Nice. <laughs> it was one of the poster advertising for Deadpool 2. I must actually send the image to my artist because it's due mm-hmm. to at the end of next month. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might want to know and make sure... You can't want to know whereabouts on my back, on the left-hand side, to put it. And I said, uh, Essie was with me, and I said, ask her. She's going to be spending a lot more time looking at it than I will. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Right, let's uh, let's go on to these episodes anyway. So we'll start with Danny, because Danny's in basically all of them. Uh, I've split it into Danny, 
Colleen and Misty, Davos and Joy, Mary and Ward at the end. So we start off with Danny washing all the blood ever out of his clothing because that is so much blood. Like, like there was a lot of blood. Like, yeah, like that. That is all the blood. It's like he jumped into a pool of blood wearing those clothes. It's crazy. And he's doing a bit of a Lady Macbeth. Blood doesn't come out that easily. Well, that's why he throws his his clothes away, <laughs> I think, in the shower or something, doesn't he? He's just like, yeah. But yeah, and I was just thinking, like, it just seemed like he dragged all that water from his wet clothes across the floor, and I don't think he ever cleaned it up, and I was like, <laughs> all bloody, gross, wet clothes. <laughs> this is going to be blood and, and water on the floor, and they're going to be slipping and sliding just, around on it. Ugh. I just imagine Colleen has to clean up after him a lot, like, because he just doesn't know what to do. <laughs> Well, he doesn't know how to cook meatballs, we find out later. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's cook cook meatballs in a barbecue over flames uh, in a completely separate balcony area to where the rest of the food is cooking. And no. You you think he could have learned to cook properly in Cunnow? I would have assumed the means he got a Cunnow were vegetarian. Well, yeah, I think they were vegetarian, so... I'm surprised that Danny eats meat now, because why does Danny eat meat now? You would think it would upset his stomach, unless they're like some weird tofu meatballs. I don't know. Then he really shouldn't be grilling them. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So so basically, Danny's flame grill balls. Yeah, his flaming flaming balls. Danny's flaming balls. Uh, So this is when we get him. uh, Danny makes me cry, obviously, because him and um, Colleen are talking about... Uh, Matt Murdock and I'm like <laughs> and they mention that Danny has been fighting like crazy at night lately because he's fulfilling Matt's last words yeah. and I'm like <laughs> I know bless them and um, they talk a bit about now that the hand has gone and Kunlun has gone that he has no clear role of what to do as the Iron Fist so mm-hmm. he might be feeling a bit confused yes yeah I like it yeah they're, they're, they're... This is this is teenage uh, angry Danny. Well, so, in season one, so, he was a little puppy, and then this one, he's like a little yeah. teen teen dog. He's he's kind of uh, this is uh, Harry Potter Order of the Phoenix, Danny. <laughs> it really is. Nobody, no, nobody loves me. I, I'm just gonna go around with my glowing fist and beat people up, and it makes me feel better because I'm angry. I'm gonna punch this door. Punch, punch. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Well, what, what the hell's with the door? <laughs> just doesn't like doors. He's learn. Look, he's he's learning from Cap. <laughs> Cap hates doors. Danny hates doors. Oh, you know. I thought I thought Cap hated Tony. Everyone oh, hates Tony. Fighting for. No, 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 let's not do this. <laughs> uh, can we talk about Danny's sweet surveillance setup that we see yes, in the please. next scene where Colin rings him? I was like, he's got about thousand monitors there, and he's like watching them all and listening. But um, obviously he's just keeping an eye on Chinatown. So I love, I love like he's keeping <laughs> Chinatown safe. So when Matt was like, "Keep my city safe," Danny took it as keep this one block safe. <laughs> okay. Well, D- Danny obviously, as we know, presumably this happens after uh, Luke Cage season two. Yes, so it does. So he knows. Uh, as fine, Luke Scott Harlan. I can ignore that. What about the financial district or I don't know Central um, Park? Maybe. Maybe he does it on a rotor. Oh, and this is maybe. Just <laughs> <laughs> maybe he does. Yeah, but then is he? Is he? That, 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 
Is he like hacking he's all the surveillance cameras in New York? He he's around corporation. They probably supply the surveillance cameras in the US. They probably do. That's off. true. Mm. The, Given uh, Luke Cage indication of how corrupt NYPD appears to be, he could probably just buy access. Yeah, true. Probably. Misty would not like that. If Misty saw his little setup, she'd probably be like, what the hell? Mm. Listen to all the police radios. So we next see Danny when he arrives home and he's got his little bag of groceries, his Scooby snacks, and he gets the parcel under the door and sees Mary running away, so he chases her. <laughs> Which I was like, yeah, you know. if you slide something under the door, like maybe make sure the person's not in. Because Danny literally arrived like two seconds before she put that under the door. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how he see her or pass her coming to his place. I don't know how she didn't see him go in. I None of it makes sense, because when he opens the door, there's a wall right there, so it's not like she could have come... <laughs> from any other side of the hallway. There's yeah. only one way in and out of that hallway. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe he, he, he's focused on... Yeah, he's... Uh, this is teenage sulky Danny, so he's he doesn't see anything which uh, isn't of interest to him. Also, uh, Mary, like, yeah, we're, we're, we're not sure which Mary this is, or am I getting out of it? Oh, this is Mary, I think. Oh, yeah. This is just regular Mary. This is regular Mary. Not, not leave notes for yourself, Mary. Not put that hand on me and you'll lose that hand, Mary. No, not Walker. This is Mary, I think. Yeah. Um, but no, I, 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 do we? I'm sure you discussed it last week, but the actress looks very familiar. Uh, well, it's Alice Eve. To me, she looks exactly like the actress that plays Trish in in Jessica Jones. Um, she was in one of the new yeah. Star Trek. She was in the Star Trek Into Darkness. She's been in Black Mirror. Ah, that no, no, it, it's it's uh, oh, not Discovery. No, no um, kind of, the movie. Of the, of the, uh, Not in, no. And she's also in uh, Chris Evans' directed film Before We Go. As which is the, adorable. Uh, lead, which is adorable and everyone should watch. Mm. And has Chris Evans playing a trumpet. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever wanted to see, you know, um, Captain America and Typhoid Mary playing a trumpet and singing, the weirdest, like, band, band uh, musical team up in Marvel Comics ever. Then you can watch yeah. that film. <laughs> it's kind of adorable. Uh, so obviously Danny discusses the photos with Colleen, um, and he thinks she was just scared that she, you know, hasn't really nothing to do with it. Oh, Danny! And later on, when we see they're preparing for dinner, um, and Danny's tried to call Ward, but there's no answer. And um, and then we get the most awkward dinner scene ever. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you would, Tammy. <laughs> I love awkward dinner scenes. They're so awkward. This is what I wanted the Defenders to be, just awkward dinner scenes, the whole thing. Yeah. Not enough awkward dinner scenes. I don't know how scenes. anyone is supposed to be le- uh, believe that Davos and Joy are together. Like, no, no. one believes that. No. No. No, even in this, in this scene where they're acting like they are. But it's like, nobody believes you. Can we talk about Danny not feeling the cold now? I was like, well, that's good, because seeing as, like, last season they were running around fake Kunlun mountains in like pajamas you know in yeah. wherever Kunlun is like top of Mount Everest or whatever I was like well it's good that he doesn't feel the cold it's probably because he's frozen every every one of his nerve endings off when he was at Kunlun it's, it's mental discipline mm-hmm. it is all mental discipline but he doesn't get the mental discipline of how to cook meatballs 
Maybe it's because he started wearing shoes so he doesn't feel the cold as much. We get a a, a shot later on when he's in the warehouse and it really focuses on his shoes as if to say, look, he's wearing shoes this season. (laughs) (laughs) To please Brad. (laughs) Considering in Luke Cage when when Misty got the arm, it's like keeps referring to the barefoot billionaire and I'm like but he's not barefoot yeah the sometimes barefoot billionaire they should just call him the uber rich golden doodle it's more fitting Aww. they should Aww, be so cute um in this whole like dinner scene like Danny he's kind of he's kind of grown up he does kind of talk to Davos about things when they're barbecuing but he doesn't really apologize or anything he's just no. like hey let's talk about it and then he doesn't really apologize but I don't, I don't know what he expected I, I don't know wh- how he thinks he should approach this because I feel like when we're starting to see flashbacks I thought like and I I guess I was wrong but I thought it was Danny starting to realize that he kind of didn't necessarily win that fight completely fair mm. you know that yeah like maybe he keeps starting to see where Davos is coming from yeah, I don't know what what he thinks he's gonna say to Davos to make it better, and mm-hmm. it's not gonna be oh well I won so just move <laughs> on with your life because that's what he keeps doing and I'm like that's not gonna help yeah that's not very empathetic at all <laughs> because even when Colleen brings things up at the dinner table and says Davos you think that Danny stole the fist from you or whatever Danny doesn't really say anything because. That is kind of what he thinks, yeah. That, 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 that's because he's probably, that's what I was going to say, not focused on Danny, but go Colleen, because she's like, you know what, enough with this bullshit. Oh, Colleen's awesome. We're, we're, we're pretending to be, we're pretending to play nice, but you two are clearly very angry with Danny. I'm thinking, thank you for saying that. I mean, yeah. elephant yeah, in the definitely. Room, which, like, which they yeah, totally need. Danny's like the chaste, again, teenage Danny, you know, I'll chaste and... He's just kind of sitting there, yeah, eating their, their spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. Yeah, without any meatballs. Um, without their burnt meatballs. So he keeps kind of, like, trying to make peace during the dinner scene and stuff. But he does, like, follow order. Like, Colleen basically takes charge of the whole thing when she calls everyone out on their bullshit. And then when Danny goes to follow Davos when Davos leaves, and she's, like, sits, and he's like, yes, 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 miss. And doesn't follow. Ah, so, so we're back to Poppy, Danny. Sit. Exactly. He's like, yep, yep. Um, yeah. And um, basically, when Danny reveals to Joy that Ward is coming, I feel like he's he's obviously saying it because he wants him to sort everything out. But I think he's kind of lost his temper with her at that point, And he's kind of saying it to kind of get to her as well. I don't know if you guys thought that. I sort of thought that I, the second time around. I thought it was more he was saying that because he was losing control of the situation and she was going to leave and he was just saying whatever he could to make her stay there yeah i thought mm. that as well okay that it was just a, a last ditch no stay yeah yeah but i mean telling her ward's coming is not going to make her stay you know but i think i guess yeah if he's just That's trying anything yeah, yeah he just he, there's nothing he can do at that point and you know i as much as i I don't want him and Colleen to be good together, and I do think they have a really good relationship, <laughs> even though I hate it. Um, he really put her in such a terrible situation, and I was so not happy with Danny this episode at all. Yeah. Like, why would you do that to her? Like, oh, by the way, we're having all these people over, okay? Oh, also, don't say shit because uh, this is all secret behind Joy's back, even though I'd like to make peace. 
what are you talking about? And why would you say that the second they walk in? And by the so way, one we, of we, the people is Davos, who absolutely loathes you. Yeah. Yeah, and calls you a whore any chance he gets. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, horrible. It was, not a, it was not a good situation. But made for a lovely, awkward dinner. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have it any other way, would we, Tammy? Come on. <laughs> awkward dinner. Exactly. Best. I'm not. I'm not happy about it, but I am very happy about it. <laughs> uh, also, how amazing is their kitchen? I just keep seeing their apartment. I'm like, oh, it's so nice. Yeah, their apartment's like, amazing. Yeah, but then he has a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. And they have a giant. I mean, he owns that. He owns that entire building. So I was thinking when they were barbecuing, I was like, cool. The person who lives on the top floor might not be happy about that, that, but that they're barbecuing on the roof. But then I was like, oh no, he bought the whole building in season one. I forgot. Yeah, all this. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes, which is going back to our discussion last week about him not living off his money, but he is living yeah, off his money. You know. I mean, he must. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're There's not, no way they're, they're not, not able. They're not struggling. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, would it be awful yeah, if he turned around? Of... Oh, go on, sorry. sorry. He's buying furniture secondhand off some weird Chinese guy. No, he's helping him move it. That's his job. Yeah, his, yeah. he's just helping move. Yeah, he gets paid to help move furniture. He's not buying it off of him. I just I, I just thought, wouldn't it be awful if, you know, when Misty's really depressed in Luke Cage and then Danny, Danny sends her a note and is like, hey, look at this uh, blueprint for a robot arm. Uh, this is something we could do. However, I'm trying not to live off my money, so sorry I can't <laughs> give it to you. <laughs> She'd be like, God damn it. Oh god. <laughs> that would actually be hilarious. <laughs> so, um he gets the call from Mrs. Yang to go meet in uh, in at the car and um this is when they go to the parley. Uh, her husband's not going, obviously we know why. And they go to the parley which takes place at a warehouse, of course. And Danny's wearing his little mask again from last week. Um so we've got Mrs. Yang, and then we've got the tigers as well. And she's, I love this little dragon head baton thing she has to speak. I was like, oh, it's like the talking stick at camp. Yeah. You when you were around, <laughs> when you were sitting around group or whatever. Um, and we do get an answer to one of our questions because she says, "Are two triads?" And I was like, oh, so there's only two triads? What? But so then there's it's not, a third? not a triad. No, that it's is a. Not- that is not the definition of a triad. What would the two be? A dyad? I'm guessing. I guess. Oh, or just, gosh. why don't they, they could just say our two factions, our two yeah. gangs, our two groups, our t- whatever. It's not a triad. Like, it's insanity that they keep calling it a triad. <laughs> Rebecca, you need to explain this. <laughs> yes, please, Rebecca, help. I, this is not, I do not have to explain uh, it doesn't get to me. I'm just like, yeah, it's dumb, but I, it doesn't like, it doesn't bother me. Things like that. It's like, oh, you just assume the third one's, you know, a smaller one that they're not, they're not as big a deal. I don't know. Or, the or in New York. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Oh, just like you know, yeah, I don't know. Who knows? It's one guy. The last yeah. one is just one dude. They probably like slayed him in some other series. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, how pretty does the background of this scene look, by the way, with all that coloured glass in the window in the background? The lighting is gorgeous. Like, oh, it's so beautiful. Um, 
And this is when he sees the people running outside, uh, coming into the building, and he's like, oh, we, we have to go. And the guys pull the knives on Danny, the tigers, and we have an awesome fight where he flips the table using the Iron Fist. And it's really yeah. good, and the fighting is so much better than last season. It's so much better. Mm. You know, it's so uh, it's an inter- interesting point. He doesn't seem to have used... And I always point out to him by the hand, but the, when that guy is stabbed, he makes no effort to use the fist to heal him. Well, yeah. I mean, that's something that... I think we even mentioned that, didn't we, Rebecca, when we were watching it? Yeah. Like at yeah. a later thing, we're like, why don't you use a fist to heal? It feels like it's something that they did in the first season, and then they were they were maybe a bit like, that's too convenient, because once you I can mean, heal, then... Yeah, in, in the comics, it took ages for him to realise, to learn that he could heal with it as well. Yeah. So this feels kind of okay to me, as kind of going back to that kind of early period where he didn't really know he could. Um... Or, but, or it, maybe it, but it maybe. was a bit weird once established that he could do a little bit of healing. Yeah. But, um, right. but you don't then go back to it and use it. Well, maybe because it was shown to him by the hand, he feels it's a corruption of the fist and it's not something he's willing to do. He's That's already corrupting the fist. He's corrupting the fist by having all this sex and eating meat. That's what Davos would say. Yeah. Davos is a dick. <laughs> Davos is a sexy dick. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a nicely dressed sexy <laughs> yeah exactly oh god what a <laughs> um so <laughs> so Danny hears the police in the distance and then runs and that's the end of the episode for Danny so at the start of episode 4 we get a scene from later on in the episode so we'll talk about that later um so it starts with Danny talking with Colleen about what he saw at the parley and um, can't work out who it was outside, and he blames himself because he thinks they blew their shot at peace. And as yeah. soon as he started talking about, he wishes for a simpler world, a world in which none of this happened. I I put in my notes, is Danny about to burst into song? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted him to start going into uh, like a whole new world or something, or part of that world. <laughs> Danny on Broadway. Oh, imagine if they did a musical Defenders episode. Yeah. Like and it would they're all singing and it just cuts to Jessica for her line and she just like drops the mic and just walks away. It's <laughs> like nope. Yeah. It would be great. Yeah, no, Je- Jessica would be just speak the line. Jessica would just roll yeah, her eyes. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doing this singing crap. <laughs> yeah. Um and, and just like drop the word fuck at the end or something. Yeah. I, <laughs> I do like that Danny is like taking blame for maybe messing up their shot at peace yeah. because obviously he, he was doing what he yeah he was protecting her but he might have messed it all up and I like that he's kind of aware of that um which is good and so they head off to Mrs. Yang's yeah. house who has the longest spiral staircase I've ever seen in the world in their that apartment you'd get dizzy going up that spiral staircase oh yeah it just goes up forever it's crazy and it's so weird that they, it seems like they asked, like Mrs. Yang asked them to meet her at that landing, and it's mm-hmm. it's right outside the room where her husband is with the heart monitor going and the door open. It's like if you don't want them to discover that, maybe meet at the front door somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it seems so weird. Um, uh, that, 
Let's not forget Growly Guard. Oh, Growly Guard. Lou, uh, Lou yes. I think his name is. Yeah. yeah. He does not like Danny. Um, and he's just like, you need to go. And obviously Mrs. Yang's like, nope, you need to go. Go away. And she's rightly pissed. I still love her. I think she's great. She's great, yeah. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. I love that they've written her in, and it's just another really strong, awesome female character in this this um, season. Yeah, because she really can take care of everything. It's great. Yeah, she, like, full-on stabs that guy in the eye. Yep. With her hairpin. Like yeah, with a hairpin. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, she's badass. Not just an accessory. <laughs> it's also yeah, exactly. a weapon. Uh, is it, wasn't traditionally... Uh, Advice for women for men that got a little too aggressive was stab them with your hair. You're happy. You're happy. You're happy. And Danny's asked to leave by her because she gets a bit confrontational with her. Uh, and of course, goes running into Mr. Yang's room and um, mm-hmm. starts frantically asking him questions for this poor man who's just had a stroke. <laughs> I know, like, obviously you need to for the plot, but I felt a bit bad for Mr. Yang. I was like, Dude, yeah, just had he a stroke, got, he, Danny. He, got, he, he had a lot of hassle, but, you know. Yeah. And it sounds like yeah, he yeah. died after that, because Danny said something later about it took Mr. Yang's life, and I was like, did he die? Yeah. I can't remember. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's because it's only three and not five, it, it's the it's the defender's version of the five-point palm exploding heart technique. Exactly. I assume and you he, guys mentioned that. Last oh, yeah. yeah. And Danny works out that it's that by making the little shape with his fingers and going yeah. oh yeah oh bless him uh and this is where we get hancock 212 and we find out that move as well is called the devil's claw by davos i put in my notes and then i put that sounds like it could be an album ha <laughs> <laughs> um and then obviously when they leave there uh misty goddamn night appears and i drew three hearts in my notes and then i put oh and i love her new coat yeah I, I like thought you'd appreciate that, Tammy. Yeah. Oh, she's so awesome. Tammy and um, Alan, what were your what were your reactions to seeing Mister Goddamn Night appear? I was excited. She seemed pissed. Rightly so. We find out why when she says all about how Danny is basically screwed up this undercover cop thing where yeah. they could have the leader of the Tigers in jail. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like when she tells them to get in her car. It's not a request. I yeah. Like it. Yeah, I like that as well. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, and I, I also her. like that she doesn't like tea. Yes, <laughs> she immediately asked for coffee, and we we're like, we know what kind of coffee you're after, Misty. Yeah, we're, we're, we're more of a tea household. Yeah, it's great. Um, and she immediately guesses as well that it's Hancock Transport, which is great. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, and we find out obviously it was the cops outside when Danny saw people, and he totally um, uh, goes outside to get some air and then sneaks away like a naughty puppy. Okay, how far? Because the next thing we see is him at the docks at night. Yeah. How far? How far are the docks from their place? It like, it takes a long time to run somewhere, Tammy, when you're not wearing shoes. Oh, would you stop? <laughs> <laughs> we have now seen he does wear shoes. So, <laughs> like, it just seems like kind of un. I mean, I know this show is not supposed to be realistic, but you know what I'm saying. It was like a little too unrealistic that it took like all evening. For him to get to the docks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We I don't know. Devil's Claw album. It's the what? I found a Devil's Claw album. Nice. <laughs> I knew there had to be an album called Devil's Claw. 
the devil's claw. Awesome. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, unless he's not catching... I mean, unless he walks everywhere, but then we find out later he does take the train, the subway. So did he just walk this time and it took him forever? I don't know. Well, yeah, because then Misty and Colleen, I mean, it wasn't that long until they realized he was gone and where he was probably going. And they ended up there later than him. It just, I'm like, how are these docks on the other side of the state? Doesn't Misty drive? Yeah. Yeah, Misty has a car. The sun sets super fast in New York, Tammy. It's like that. I guess. I didn't we, think New York was equatorial. We were we were in New York, weren't we, Tammy? And the sunset, yeah. it just went like that, didn't it? All of a sudden, yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, now quick. it's night. Oh, oh, crap. Now it's just nighttime. We're quick to the cocktail bars. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, so when Danny and arrives I, I, at the... Oh, go on. Sorry. Do, does Danny, do, do Danny and Jessica in their off-time discuss public transport options? Uh, <laughs> possibly. I would love for Danny and Jessica just to hang out, but I... I think it's going to be in the show kind of like it is in the comics, correct me if I'm wrong, Rebecca, in which Jessica doesn't really like Danny. <laughs> She's a bit irritated by him. Uh, yeah, she she. Uh, it's only in the very, very recent run of The Defenders, as in this year's, where she says that she likes him. So, Aww. but um, because she's she's only really interacted with Luke and Danny's kind of shitty to her when he first meets her. He's kind of like, who are you? And um, <laughs> what are you doing with my you know, boyfriend? <laughs> that, that, pretty, that's pretty much. That, that's, yeah. a, that's an interesting yeah, because interacted with Luke, as I understand it from the comics, uh, Kilgrave attempted to kill the baby that she has with Luke. So interacted with is a very euphemistic way of putting it. Well, well, when well, Rebecca yeah. says interacted, Sh- she means um, she means shagged him and talked. To yeah, him, as, yeah. If he, like, as, as if these are two separate things. Yeah. <laughs> well, not really, but I mean, she hasn't interacted with Danny, is my point, until. No, after Misty's that. busy interacting with Danny in the comics. Yeah, oh. right, you know. I mean, what I'm saying is that Jessica doesn't really meet Danny till Luke's hospitalised yeah. in a different comic, a different run, and he's just like, who are you? And kind of like, why are you in the, ho- why are you in the hospital room? And then finds out she's pregnant, and he's like, you know, are you sure it's his kind of thing? As best friends might question of. And then he says, will you name it after me? And they do. Well, they do name it after him. It's very it's adorable. adorable. But, like, you know, yeah, he's always a bit of a puppy. But, yeah, they, they, <laughs> but in the last, I think in the last one, she actually says, I love you, Danny. Like, Aww. I love you. Yeah. Aww. That's cute. God, I need this all to happen in the show. I just, <laughs> my heart won't be able to take it. Oh, it'd be so cute. If they end up having my... Luke and Jessica have a baby and name it after Danny. I'm going to cry yeah, happy tears. Cool. I would, I'd die, but I, I think we're a long way off that. So, uh... <laughs> True. Uh, so, Danny arrives at the docks, he finds all the dead guys, we get a close-up of his shoes, just to prove that he does wear shoes in this show, and uh, he finds the crispy dead guy, um, yeah. with uh, his ribs showing and the mask taken away. Yes. Ooh, crispy dead guy. And then he argues with Colleen and Misty, um... And Misty obviously says he can't just walk up an active crime scene. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's not meant to. And he's like, get out of my way. And then I wrote in my notes, oh, it's like Misty and Danny are having a domestic. Oh, I want them to be together. <laughs> I was so happy when we were watching this, wasn't I, Rebecca, that we had Misty yeah. and Danny actually finally interacting. It's been a long time coming and I was like, oh, my God. And that's the that's the episode that I'm going to be talking about. Yeah, Misty yeah. and Danny. 
Mm. I'm a big, uh, big proponent of them. Although I have to say, I think the show's really done a nice job with the relationship between Colleen and Danny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's regardless of it never being one of the things in the comics. And one of the comics, one of the nice things about that is that you have a uh, a male female friendship in comics that's never flirted with dating. But I think the TV show built it up as a nice uh, relationship. And I think in season two, even with the episodes we've seen so far, well, based on the episodes we've seen so far, um, they do seem to have this kind of like at least he's listening to her a little bit more. Yeah. And and you know, like it's a much nicer relationship than it was. And um, mm-hmm. it seems it seems like a nice sort of development. So even having Misty on the same screen, I wasn't so much like, oh, I hope she shacks up with Danny because I don't really now. Cause I think yeah, now I don't want her to now. Now she's, yeah. been, now she's been with Luke. I'm like, you know, I'd rather I, I have I have I have ideas who Misty could date. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get to that later in the season. <laughs> yeah, I now ship Misty with someone completely different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We talked about it last week, and, like, I, I don't like the idea of Danny and Colleen being together, but, like, their relationship is one of the better relationships in yeah. the Marvel series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, it really is. It's, be, it's been as far as, like, of actual partnership, you know? And he yeah. says he says earlier that he's um, he realized he's lucky to have her in his corner. Yeah. And he respects her, and I, I like that, and he does listen to her most of the time, you know? And I this mean, is much, much better than Luke and Claire's relationship. Oh, so much yeah, better. Yeah. yeah. Um, so much better. And this is when Danny runs off again like a naughty puppy um, who's about to have to have a bath or something. I don't know. Because he just <laughs> runs away. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to hear Misty off screen just go, oh, hell no. <laughs> Danny's run off again. It would be amazing. And clearly, Dan's got. Uh, flash level super speed if he can get across the city faster than someone driving a car. Oh yeah. Maybe it's the famous, maybe it's the famous New York traffic. Yeah, Missy's mm-hmm. just constantly stuck in traffic. Well, he runs down the subway. He must have really good um, signal as well, like on his phone, because I can never get proper signal down the New York subway. Yeah, true. He's got like a super oh, phone. Well, of course he does. He's got a very expensive phone with a satellite. He's not living off his money, Alan. Remember. He is living off his money completely <laughs> and totally. If he off wasn't his money. living off his money, he would spend the money he made from moving furniture, and he'd have like an old Nokia or something, like a little flip phone. <laughs> yeah, that's that, all you that, could that, afford. That, yeah, that's why it, that works in a sort of way because those things can survive a nuclear war and retain battery. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, 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 Finland. <laughs> so he rings uh, uh, Joy, and he wants to meet at the um, dojo to warn her about Davos. Because Davos is dangerous, um, but he gets accosted by someone who he doesn't know who it is at first. And then he's like Mary, and he gets the jolly crap beaten out of him um, after yeah. he's drugged. Obviously, he gets drugged first of all. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is pretty pretty freaking brutal. And I I feel like he holds off at first from fighting back because he obviously recognises Mary, and I think he's just so confused as well that it's Mary that she sort of takes advantage of that. Um, but this is, no, yeah, you know brutal. what else is she completely, like, because earlier she had told um, Joy and Davos how she, you know, how much she's been watching and how closely mm. she's been watching Danny. So I don't, even if he wasn't drugged, like, it's she had a really good chance because she did things that she only knew to do because she had watched him fight with the fist. And That's now true. she uses it. That's true, Cause, yeah. Because even, like, she saw when he was going to hit the ground 
and she knew where to go where she wasn't going to get have any of that. Mm. Yeah, she anticipated she, she's it. Super smart. Yeah, she's she's awesome. I I love this character. Um, I love the character from the comics though. So uh, when the lights go all funny and stroby, she puts her her shades on, which was interesting, and she looks super creepy. Like when he's looking up at her and she's coming towards him, all blurry. I thought that was really cool. And I love that they actually fight on a train. And typical New Yorkers are just sitting there watching them. (laughs) They're just like, huh, there's two people fighting. Should we get off this train? No, no, I'm going to be late otherwise. It's kind of funny. Uh, And then she pulls him away and it doesn't seem like any effort at all at the end. Mm -hmm. That's creepy. Um, So then we last see him in this scene where he wakes up tied to a pillar next to semi-naked Davos and this ritual's going on where these ladies burn this brand in a bowl and I like that it does a green flame I thought that was cool very Iron Fist and they have to cut his side and he's screaming it's horrible and then they use this to tattoo Davos's back and Davos at the end tells Danny now he will give him what is his and that's the end of the episode. Any other notes on, on Golden Doodle? No, I don't think so. No? Should we talk about Colleen next? I don't think we have yeah. much of Colleen without any without Danny in these, apart from when she's at BB's and she breaks into the... Well, she's with BB and she breaks into Choi's furniture store, which is, I think, the first time we see her. And um, that's when Danny called her to ask about the housewarming dinner. And she realises that BB's following her and they find the ledger under the chair. Mm-hmm. Which kind and of... BB doesn't know who Sherlock is. Oh, he, he thinks it's it. a stupid name. And she's like, oh, BB, you little moron. Oh, BB, you fool. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> you were such a fool. The whole thing with the chair and the ledger reminded me of In the Defenders, where, you know, the daughter of the architect guy can't remember his name, kept saying about how her dad would just spend hours sitting at the piano, like hours and hours and hours, and Matt's like, huh, maybe there's something hidden there, <laughs> and there is, and this is like, you know, he, that was his, you know, he called that chair his throne, and he did all his best thinking there, and it's like, yeah, if someone talks about something like that, then that's the first place I would check. Yeah. Yeah, Colleen and BB are adorable, they're so cute. Um, there's not really much else with Colleen, I think. Okay, I, I had a question, because I couldn't remember from the first okay. two episodes. So I know, like, she found the, whatever, brush and comb set that was, like, a family heirloom. Mm-hmm. And so is she just looking for Frank to find out how he got it? Like, I... I, I think so, this, yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah, Because I'm yeah. just kind of like, why is it really that big of a deal? She's um yeah exactly she's just tracking what she can about it but yeah okay all right I remember when we were watching it Rebecca we were kind of a bit well I I think I was a bit lost with this storyline as well yeah and I was a little bit because I think we were talking about whether I could remember Miss uh, Colleen's background and I'm giving you random facts from her background yeah never gonna relate to anything here yeah um. And I think we just kept every so often being like, what's happening with Colleen's box? <laughs> like, what's, yeah, what's, yeah, like, what's, what's that all about? <laughs> Why is it such a big deal? But, um, yeah, they may or may not. Okay. Like, it's, it's, right. so it's, it's one of the sort of slower burns. Yeah. All right. I, I just was like, I, I just wanted to make sure I still understood what it was. It was, okay. So I have yeah. it. 
she found it. It has some family heirloom symbol thing on it, and she just wants to know what where it came from. Okay. And it belongs That's to her mother, and she said her mother was the only one that didn't drive her away, push her away yeah. in her family. Yeah, yeah. So if it belongs to her mother, then it's probably... You know, she might want to know if there's more stuff that belongs to her mother. If anything, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I I just was kind of like I can't remember why we were looking for it. <laughs> there's so many storylines going on. It's kind of like oh yeah, there's this box storyline thing. This is it's just Colleen's little side mission. Just yeah, think of it as that <laughs> side okay. mission. <laughs> um, I I love that she is the one that calls everyone on their bullshit at the dinner meeting. And it's I love when it's when I think Davos kind of, you yep. know, it's when he talks. He says that maybe it's for the best that she's not teaching anymore, and that yeah. obviously really hurts her. He's yeah. such a dick. He's such a little <laughs> dick. Oh, he really is. Um, yeah, he really is. He little is a little grumpy guy. <laughs> yeah. I also like how like passive aggressive Joy is with her too. Oh, so oh, yeah. passive aggressive. <laughs> And she says something like, I, "We rarely come this far east, or something." Yeah, just all oh. of that kind. Of, oh yes, I like what you've done with the play. Everything she says is just nasty. Yeah, it's really great. And Colleen is like ready to hurt her at any moment. It's so funny. Um, you know when Colleen throws the pasta and it sticks to the wall. Yeah. And then Danny's like, "Why did you do that?" And she's like, "Oh, it's something chefs do." My mum has said the exact same to me in the past. Like, I remember yeah. when I was a kid and I said, why do you throw the the spaghetti on the wall? And she said, oh, chefs do it. It's how you know it's done. Yeah, you know it's cooked. But I, I think my mum didn't realise at the time why you do it. She'd just seen people do it. So she's like, oh, oh. it's just part of the technique That's of funny. the ritual of eating spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> um, you throw it. Uh, yeah, then you have to wipe it off the wall, then you have to wash the wall. And you... <laughs> you just eat it straight from the wall. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah. Depends if you like El Dante or not. Mm. <laughs> uh, I like Colleen's scene later with um, Mrs. Yang after Danny's been sent away and she really sort of, you know, is, is taught his reasoning with her about um, giving negotiations another chance. I really like that. Yeah. This is when Danny's run away again. Um, and I think that's pretty much it for Colleen, apart from that awesome fight she has very quickly later on in the episode with um, just before Mrs. Yang stabs the guy in the eye with her hairpin. <laughs> I don't think she has any other stuff on her own, does she? No. So let's talk about Davos and Joy next, because mm. we can talk about what a little dick Davos is. Uh, first of all, we find out a little bit about maybe Joy's plan about meeting with this woman Sophia about photo I had to write this down photovoltaic solar cells whatever they are not clue she wants to start production next yeah. week yeah I yeah I, I don't know I mean it's like Davos's plan is pretty straightforward from the beginning but like yeah, yeah. I, I still can't figure out I'm like I don't I don't know what's happening I just yeah. saw it the like because we know she's um She's asked for a lot of the patterns. But yeah. she had that she's just looking at random things to develop. I'm not sure it's going go any further than that. But it just being that she, maybe she is just rather than screwing them over even more and trying to do double crosses, she's taken the patterns that she knows are valuable. Mm. And, uh, and she just wants to go into production as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe. It could be anything. 
Yeah, I remember being confused by this at the time as well, I think. Yeah. I think I was like, what's going... What? Solar cells? What? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess she's wanting to basically make enough money maybe to eventually close down Rand or do something so Rand is no longer a big company, but... I just, I cannot figure out what it is she's doing. Mm-mm. She's being evil. Yeah, I, I guess. Uh, I love her um, uh, her burgundy suit, by the way, Tammy. I know this isn't a fashion podcast, oh, but yeah. we must talk oh, about so, it. So Josie's, like, starting to play, like, Sims on her phone, mm-hmm. and she had just made a character that was wearing almost that exact same outfit, oh, and nice. she was showing it to, to me and Dan, and I was like, oh, that's a pretty cool suit, blah, blah, blah. And then we're start, we're continuing to watch Iron Fist, and she walks out in the exact same suit. I was like, oh my god, she's wearing your Sims outfit! Like that's amazing. So, um, it was so crazy. I think this means Thank that uh, Josie needs to get a job like doing costume design for Marvel. Uh, yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> get a job with Stephanie Maslansky. Uh, I uh, yeah, I love this this suit. It's really awesome. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's um. And this is when we find out about the dinner plan that they're going to do. Uh, and I think we next see them when it's the dinner. And they turn up, and let's talk yeah, about them as a couple. The photos. Yeah. Oh, yes, and Davos finds the photos at the dinner. But I, I think you're right, Tammy. Like, no one is going to buy these two as a couple. Like, yeah. being like, we met in Paris, and we just fell in love. And it's like, no, no, you didn't. Yeah, no, come on. Davos is really cute when he smiles, though. I'm like, oh, he is. he's so cute. I don't know if you've ever seen him <laughs> smile before. As someone who just watched him on stage singing and smiling. Aww. <laughs> I just, it is nice to see him smile. He also sings very well. Aww. I wish so, this was uh, a musical uh, as well. The musical episode could happen. Yay! Are, are, we, are we talking sort of a reasonable... Giles well or are we talking Hugh Jackman well uh, not Hugh Jackman well because Hugh Jackman's professional Broadway musical West End star but he, he did pretty bloody well he had like quite a lot of singing to do he can hold a tune yeah uh, I would love to see I'd be so weird I mean you must have been weirded out just being like Stavos singing I was so weirded out because I'm like He's playing like a really nice character, and I, I can't quite. But there is a moment where you think he's not, and then I'm like, "Oh, that that seems more reasonable." And then I'm like, "Then he then he's then he's still all singing," and I'm like, "Oh, I love him." Oh, so I think the only thing I've seen him in is History Boys, and in that it's part mm. of a very large ensemble. So I don't really, and I've seen the film as well, and he's in the film. But I don't really remember yeah. like any standout moments because he's not one of the lead history boys in that, you know. No, um, and I didn't see the boy with the top knot which he was in. Oh, I haven't seen but, that either. Uh, yeah, I have to watch that at some point. It's actually yeah. very good. So. Fingers crossed, he might still be a, a doctor at some point in Doctor Who. Yes. He was a choice. That would be cool. Or he could be the master. Yeah. <gasps> Ooh. Oh. Oh, oh then he, I feel he'd be a bit typecast. <laughs> people enjoy it. But yeah, if he's the master, he has to swan around with no shirt on for the plot. But I, well, if he's the doctor, he does too. Let's, yeah. How about we just establish it, it's that? All, it's well, all, well, it's all part of the plot. Let's face it, after John Simpson chewing, I suppose it can't get any worse. 
Well, John Sims sang and danced when he was the master, so maybe if Sasha Dewan is the master, he could as well. Right. It would be adorable. Oh. Anyway, so um, at the moment in the dinner where Davos has to leave the table and he's just in the bathroom just staring at his reflection and then he kind of composes himself before he finds the photos, he's so creepy. He's just so intense. It's like... I was thinking, like, man, these set designers, they really had to make that bathroom stand out a little bit, because we've already had, like, several major scenes. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, there's also that scene in the later episode, Tammy, where we spend a lot of time in there after Danny eats bad curry. Oh, it's kind of oh, weird. <laughs> we spend the whole episode in the bathroom. <laughs> um, yeah. Once uh, Joy and Davos leave... They're just walking and Joy's really angry. And this is when we find out that about the photos and um, Joy, it was Joy that paid for them. And we find out they were taken by, uh, they need to call Walker. And Mary previously mentioned Walker. And I don't know how what you and um, Alan thought about this, Tammy. But, I mean, we obviously knew she was playing Typhoid Mary. And I knew going into it that her name was Mary Walker. So I was like, oh, this must be like the typhoid version, you know? Mm. Um, ah. But obviously you didn't know her surname from the comics, so no. what did you think was going I on mean, with I mean, I, yeah, I assumed who Walker was, though, because, mm-hmm. like, I just knew that Mary obviously had kind of some kind of, like, mm-hmm. personality or something going on with her or maybe Jekyll and Hyde. I don't, you know, I have no clue, but I was like... She's one person with two different, at least two different characters. And um, so I just assumed Walker was the same person. So hmm. I quite like her being called Walker. It would be weird to call her Typhoid. Like, employ the yeah. services of someone to take photos and their name's Typhoid. That would be weird. Um, and so the next time we... get, s- like, shots before going over Ooh, and seeing Yeah, it would be gross. Like a... Uh, the next time we see Joy and Davos is when they go to visit um, Walker and Davos is very threatening um, until she pulls a pair of machetes out from under the table. Which is great. We all keep she's a pair of machetes under our kitchen table, right? She's completely uh, unfazed by Davos stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, sort of sociopathically calm. If she can take down Danny, then she can take yeah. down Davos, right? Yeah. You would think. Um... And Davos says he's not leaving until she tells him how Danny got the photos. Um, But obviously he does leave because he has things to do. He's got to prepare stuff. And uh, so Joy stays behind and they say that they're so close to the end of their plan. Uh, So Davos runs off and it takes him a long while to get to wherever. Um, But while he's, he's walking to the docks, it takes everyone ages to walk to the docks. Joy is being so freaking nosy. Like, I remember oh, yeah. us commenting on this, Rebecca, like, stop looking through all her stuff. Yeah, I just, I, it's so rude. Like, I just don't know anyone who would actually do that. Including I, the I, mail. I, I know people who might peek at, like, the top layer of stuff, but wouldn't just bra- <laughs> brazenly in front of someone else go through their shit. She just picks up her mail and is just flicking through it. Like, what, what are you doing? She, she, Seriously, I, I see no reason Walker wouldn't just whack Joy there and then. If yeah. Because Joy she needs so the job. To the plot. Yeah, exactly. She needs the job. But, like, 
like she's just looking for all her stuff and I'm like no it, it was upsetting me looking at it I was like do not touch my things I think I relate to Mary or to Walker a bit too much in this scene where I'm like you need to stop touching my things no um I would have I would have hit Joy I think I would have as well um, Mary, I think if she if she hits someone, they don't get back on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is where Joy finds out um, about the this dream getaway cabin. She sees something about that, and um, she reads about the DID diagnosis and the hospital discharge, and kind of gets annoyed. Um, but then is kind of a bit more calm once she's been choked out by by well, Walker. Yeah, Okay, you see this person with a machete, and now you see that they have a mental illness that could be make them potentially delusional at times. Who knows? And you're going to get mad at her? Like, mm-hmm. that's not the right reaction. <laughs> and like Davos also said to Joy, you know what she's capable of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't go shouting at that person, Joy. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. Um, but Joy guesses straight away that it was Walker's altar that gave the photos to Danny and met Danny mm-hmm. um, I've got in my notes the next scene is when Davos stomps his way to the docks because when he's walking he's like stomp 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 <laughs> he's he only, so he cute can, he, can, he can only stomp yeah he's he cyber, stomps he, everywhere he's a cyberman his favourite West End uh, show is stomp that's what he so, goes oh, to see yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> every night we don't see him he's, he's on Broadway in the show stomp (laughs) stomping away (laughs) and we get this awesome one shot this is so good where this one shot of him sneaking up on the docks and breaking the guard's neck and seeing the crate and everything um and i know sasha dewan um shared a rehearsal video of this uh a few days ago i think on his twitter which i think i shared i retweeted on um on our Twitter, but I can't remember. If I didn't, I will send it out. Um, but it's so good the way this is shot. I love when they do like a good, a good one shot. Um, All of his rehearsal videos have been insanely good. Oh, they're amazing. He's yeah, yeah dude is good with a little knife thing. When he's doing his little knife good. tricks, I was like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it scares me how good these actors be- like come with knives. Yeah. After just a little bit of practice, it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Right, let's go round. What was everyone expecting to see in this crate before it was opened up? Alan? Um, honestly, I wasn't sure. I may have been half doing something else while I was watching. <laughs> You're distracted by New Kitty. Uh, being, yeah, New Kitty is going back to the shelter. Oh, Tammy. I'm we're... sorry, repeated <laughs> maulings are not something I'm willing to do. That's just living with a cat. My other cats didn't do it. Oh. Anyway. They might not be yeah, cats, so, they might be dogs I, in disguise. Okay, a, a very annoyed... Okay, then let's go with a very annoyed cat. A very annoyed <laughs> cat in there. That would be good. Uh, Tammy, were you expecting to see a crispy dead dude? No, I thought I was going to see the Crane sisters. They were going to pop out of there? <laughs> yeah, I thought they were being shipped. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> they all burst out of we there like... heard like about a... <laughs> the bull and the Crane sisters, and he's going to the docks, and I was like, well, we seen people shipped in the docks before there was that true. game yeah yeah, yeah. that's true oh, black, black sky guy. yeah, yeah black sky, so i was like oh he's picking up the crane sisters <laughs> i would love them to jump out of there like um like a stripper out of a birthday cake 
Yeah, I was not expecting a crispy dead dude because when Davos is like cutting this brand off the skin, it's so crispy, oh. it's horrible. I was like, Ugh. it's like, Ugh. Um, I, I thought he was going to eat it. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what's I worse, the fact that he eats it. I can just see him sort of going, oh, chow down. No, no, no. I don't know it's if like it's worse him eating it or being tattooed. So yeah. Because they. Down the tattoo. It's like so gross. It's but where does the where does the black color come from for the ink? Is it because it's not the ash? Because that's kind of grey. Is it Danny's blood? Is the tattoo actually red? We can't really see it. Or I guess if they do, they add ink to it. I don't know. I guess I guess they add ink to it. I've got a lot of questions about this tattoo. Um, like, me, me and uh, yeah, me and Claire are very fascinated by the whole tattoo process. Oh yeah, we really were. Yeah, um, because, because mystical. It's awesome. I love it, and I love their little things that they're they're mm-hmm. uh, tattooing they're them with. They're doing the tattooing with, yeah. It's awesome because, uh, because dragon blood is black. Dragon blood oh. is black. Yeah, yeah. Science yeah, fact. Yeah, I learned that from dragonology at school. <laughs> uh, also, I have a, an early Easter egg for you guys about this scene, which I was very excited um, when watching this. So we have three uh, tattooists. We have the African-American lady, who I don't know who she is. Apologies to the actress. Uh, I can find out, though. We have the um, the kind of uh, Japanese-looking lady. And then we have the one who kind of looks like Electra mm-hmm. from, De- from Defenders. Yes. Well, the one who looks like Electra is our previous guest, Lauren Mary Kim, who is the stunt double for Electra. Oh, nice. And... The uh, the other lady who looks um, Japanese is Jean Tree, who is one of the other stunt doubles, but did a lot of stunt work. And if you remember all the way back to Daredevil season two, when Elektra and Daredevil fought uh, some of the Yakuza, she was the female Yakuza member with the blue lipstick. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. so and they've been posting a lot of um, uh, little photos behind the scenes stuff of them filming this scene. And um, I messaged them both to say it was really nice to kind of see them not kind of hidden as stunt doubles, if that makes sense, yeah. uh, in face roles. And then I also said, and you guys need to do my next tattoo for me <laughs> with the full ritual. <laughs> um, so then we last see Joy where she gets home and Ward is waiting for her and he mentions about he knows about her business with Sophia and he says, hey, I bought you that company as a gift so you won't get into debt. And I kind of agree with Joy at this point. That <laughs> It's like, yeah, mind no, your yeah, own business. So out of line. Yeah. So out of line. Yeah. And she calls him out for his need for codependence and says, stop making me your surrogate for mum. And Ward is I, really, so really hard. hurt by that. Oh. Yeah. Can, I, can I call? We're not doing Ward yet. Or we're doing well, you can do Ward now. It's fine. It's fine. Because this is the okay. scene they share, so it's I, fine. Can, can I call out, uh, what the hell, female sponsor? That's not the way it works. Why there not? are very specific guidelines because of exactly what happens. Yeah. But what if you are a homosexual? Then it's okay. But if... Because uh, I, I know... No, I... Uh, but it's specific, but he's he, it's he's right. It's specifically basically gorgeous. if if you if you're straight, you get the same sex sponsor. Trust me, I've been through this. Uh, what I, if I, you I, are speak. a bisexual? And it's not something that comes up. I think it's just 
standard uh, cis het by erasure stuff. But in fairness, there aren't. I don't know of any boys in recovery. But I'm mm. just in, in general, you don't get a sponsor of the gender that you're attracted to. Fair enough. Because it's a very close relationship, and because it can. Jo- I'm thinking, no. Well, then she's right. She is the worst sponsor ever. Yeah, she really <laughs> oh, is. She is. Yeah, she's terrible. Yeah. Not, not only just because of that relationship, but things she does outside of that. Like when she tells him stuff, like she gives him advice, she tells him what to do. You can't do that. You're not a therapist. You're not mm-hmm. licensed to give anybody advice. Yeah. Like it's she's she's really terrible at this. She's yep. not actually helping him do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Oh. Uh, so the last time we see Davos is when he gets his awesome tattoo, uh, which I thought was interesting that it, he's got the tattoo, the Iron Fist tattoo, but without the wings. Mm-hmm. Like It's like a, yes, a he's, wingless he's got, dragon. He has the steel serpent tattoo. We should <laughs> may as well. It's... Uh, I don't think that's too much of a spoiler. That was no yeah. spoiler, actually. Uh, it's the symbol we've seen in, in the shows before. On the heroine. Oh, yeah, that's the, what well, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly that. But that is what it is. It's pretty much the uh, dragon tattoo without the uh, the wings. Um, but that's the steel serpent one, which is kind of nice. Yeah, I like it. It's pretty um, sexy on his back. Yes, it does. Yeah, I like it. It's very nice. And that's the, the end of Davos and Joy for the episode. Uh, we've talked about Ward already, so let's talk a bit about his scenes that he has on his own, which is really him and Bethany together. Um, he chickens out of going to this dinner that he arranged. Oh, dick. Yeah, that's bad, Ward. Not good. And bad, but it, very, bad but very relatable because I've organised things before and then not wanted them to happen. Seriously, so, me too. Yeah, you yeah, know, totally to, to, to relatable. I mean, like he's he's a recovering addict. He's probably got bad anxiety. And speaking yeah. personally, when I I organised a housewarming because people helped me move and stuff, and I organised a housewarming about two weeks ago. And I was actually dreading it because I was like, "All oh, these people are coming to my place and I can't run away." Yeah, yeah, I do, so, I do yeah. all the time. That's, that's what I mean. It's it's so relatable, but yeah, it's um, he does kind of drop everyone else in it a bit. So. I love organising parties, but I hate throwing them. I would just be happy like organising the party. I just don't want to be there because <laughs> then I get stressed because there's too many people. <laughs> um, yeah, and. What do you think of him and Bethany as a couple? Apart from oh, her being the worst sponsor ever. I mean, good on her for saying she's going to get Carlos to be his sponsor instead. Yeah. I think she's trying, but I, I can. I feel that like I know somebody who'd better for Ward. <laughs> I, th- I feel like I do as well. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I may have said it about this other person as well. That there's yeah. someone better for them out there. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think I would be better for Ward. I was going to because he's a hot mess. I'd say I would, but I think I, I think height means that I'd be more Davos's type. <laughs> I'm fine. You no, have to I'm stand sure. on the phone book like in that old Yellow Pages ad, Rebecca. Yeah, Ward would be way too tall for me, but Davos <laughs> would be just right. Oh, um, yeah, I think I know someone that might be good with Ward. Hmm. Mm. Wonder who? Mm. Wonder who? Watch this space. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so spoiler, let's just drop. It's it's a spoiler. It's that it's it's me basically. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Uh, yeah. 
Um, you're, you're, you appear later in the season. I do appear later in the season playing myself. <laughs> I managed to crash the set and, uh, yeah, it all becomes very meta. It's great. Um, so I like him and Bethany together. And I think good on her for, you know, realising what an issue it is being his sponsor and stuff. Um, and I think she's absolutely right when she says to him, if he doesn't sort out this situation with Joy, he will never have a productive real relationship with another human being mm-hmm. because yeah. this stuff is so deep rooted and that's when he obviously goes and thinks oh well i'll go and buy her a company because that will work and it's like no no ward no yes ward throw money at the problem exactly <laughs> right yeah, why, isn't, why isn't ward in a like hugely expensive betty ford type scenario um i don't know maybe that's a good question yeah I don't know. Or is he like att- attending random meetings with crappy folding chairs and maybe yeah, like yeah, showing yeah, off yeah. his money with them? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. With, the, with the expensive donuts. Yeah. Cronuts. Whatever the hell they call them. Mm. Cronuts. Mm. Mm. What the hell is a cronut? It's a donut but made with croissant dough. So mm. it's like um, got those loads of layers like a croissant has. It's really yeah. nice. They're really um, nice. About, like, 300 grams of saturated fat. Oh, well, yeah, you know, like, it's not there as a health food. I mean, but then neither are donuts, so... Yes, well, it's a... Di- so, so, basically, what Americans have managed to do is make donuts less healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tammy, what have you done? Oh, yeah, that's what I did. I personally <laughs> did it. I'm now. You came up with the idea, and you went on Dragon's Den, and you said, I want to create this, and they said, yep. And they let you do it. (laughs) To be fair, they also sell them in Greggs. They do sell them in Greggs, yeah. It's hardly, you know, that expensive. Ah, yes, Greg. Greg is that fine uh, five-star Michelin example of culinary excellence. Which is my point about them not being expensive. (laughs) Well, this is what I say to Tammy. I said to you last week, Tammy, if you come to London, I will take you to the Michelin star sushi place just around the corner from me. I will not be taking you to Greggs, don't worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- uh, t- take it with her spoons. No, no, I'm not going to have her spoons. <laughs> We're going to go and eat posh sushi. Look, Tammy took me to all the poshest places in Florida, like Publix. <laughs> I got to redo the favour. <laughs> so am I. So, so, so <laughs> we'll John, John Oliver nowhere in Tallahassee then. Is John Oliver in Tallahassee? Is he? No, he, he mentioned it was about disenfranchising felons for votes, and he said in order to appeal under the current governor, you have to go to Tallahassee, which no one should have to do. No, no. I've only been through Tallahassee several times. Yeah, you should go to Orlando instead and go and visit Tammy because she's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. I'll take you on a photo. I've been in Orlando. I stayed in a complete lack of comfort in. <laughs> I stayed in Casa de Granada in Joseph's bedroom, and it was very comfortable. I I lived in Gainesville for two years, so we just used to drive down to Orlando. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's talk about Mary, because there's something about her, about Mary. Mm. Really? How long have you been holding that joke? Oh, all night. (laughs) And I still messed it up, because I'm not good with words, me. Uh, so we've seen Mary at a point in the episode when she gives Danny the photos and she's yeah. being all kind of meek and mild. But then the rest of the episode, we mainly see Walker and she is freaking terrifying. Yeah. 
amazing. Listening to her white noise on her laptop? What a creep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that, is that what the water is? Is an attempt to generate white noise when she's Mary? Well, if it was to generate white noise when she's Mary, I'm guessing it's to keep herself from going to Walker. So then yeah. Walker wouldn't be wanting to listen to the same thing because that would turn her into Mary, I guess. So maybe we'll find out. I don't know. But you do know. You you're do just know. being nice and not telling me. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> no, I think we will. I'm saying nothing. <laughs> uh, I love that she Why? keeps machetes under the table. Um, I love that. Yeah, like where was she carrying them? Yeah, are they does, are they strapped to the table? I she love didn't. Anyway. She didn't know they were coming over. So does yeah. she just have them under the table at all times? I think she, I think she must. Yeah, there's a sheath there. I love it. It's great. Uh, and she, uh, it's a nod to the character in the comics who has two machetes. And we also get another nod to the character in this scene where she says a... And again, I'll give you an early Easter egg. When she says, whatever blows your skirt up, is a quote yeah. from Typhoid Mary from the comics. Um, which is cool. Uh, and um, we find out, obviously, that she's been tracking Danny for 60 days. And which yeah, is a hell of a long time. Seriously. Seriously. I mean, have, I, have we even... Has a week even passed in these four episodes? She's been tracking Danny since the Defenders, by the sounds. Yeah. Which is kind of surprising. Um, when she kind of just... Because she's very calm when she's talking to Joy and saying, you need to stop touching my stuff. And then she just kind of freaks out and is, like, completely choking Joy out. And it's really scary. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just... When she's Walker, she's got this very, like, like spacey kind of performance, but it's different to... When she's Mary, it's this kind of sing-song sort of... I don't know. It's just creepy as hell. Sorry, Tammy, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I do really like... Like, when she chokes Joy out and she kind of releases her, Mm -hmm. and Joy ends up kind of, like, almost trying to hide behind the bookshelf. Yeah. Seeing Joy like that was awesome. Yeah. Like, she was so good. Yeah. Because the rest of the thing, like you were saying, like, at the dinner party, Joy's being very confrontational and... Yeah. snarky and just kind of in power, well, you know. Yeah, and even when she's looking through all of Mary's things, it's like she has no fear. Mm-hmm. Joy is not a weak character. So to see her like that and to see her so vulnerable um, was j- even just that small piece of it was so good. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Um, and then the, we'd last sort of see Mary with the scene where she's fighting Danny. And we we sort of spoke about already. Well, actually, we last see her when she is kind of just hanging out while they're, you know, cutting Danny up and taking his blood. And she just is listening and then puts her headphones in. I was like, oh, that's cold. (laughs) But then I guess it's just another job to her. But yeah. So were you guys like intrigued to find out more about her? Because they're doing a very slow, slow build of revealing stuff about her character. I, yeah. I, I, I thought Mary had a kind of klutzy Felicia Day kind of feel to her. <laughs> yeah, she does, actually. And, and then uh, just, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I thought now, and who she reminds me of, when she's Walker, she reminds me of season five, Lita in Babylon 5. I have no you know, idea who that is. <laughs> completely calm and totally in control. And yeah. 
secure in her own power and just like I am a total badass and you will not mess with me or you will suffer type of thing. Like the the way he's the way she just confronts Davos. I'm like, God, someone needs to talk to Davos like that because he's a total dick. <laughs> I know I, at least I, I one listener I, who will agree with you. <laughs> I, I, I love the, I love the fact that he. Uh, I haven't had a character admit have me dislike him so much so quickly since uh, Matt Damon's Wolf in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh. You know, I love because I just uh, he's so instantly hateable. Wonderful. See, part of me I can see things from Davos's point of view though, and part of me does think maybe he just needs a hug, <laughs> like yeah, you know, with it, with and it'll be all better. Across the throat. <laughs> Mm, maybe. Anyway, that is the end of the episode. Do you guys have any other things about any of the characters? I don't think so. Uh, apart from Ward is a hot mess. Yeah. yeah, him at the meeting when he's like <laughs> just calling everyone assholes is pretty funny. Yeah, because we didn't talk about the fact that he's he's really paranoid about, um, you know, who told Joy that he's in N- because- NI. Why, why would he think anyone there would talk to Joy? Like, honestly... It makes more sense for for Joy to have someone following him. Yeah, I know. But I also I, I did I did adore his kind of like if you do if you want money I'll just give you money and I'm like would you though Ward because you've never really struck me as the kind if somebody came up to you and said I need money you just yeah. give the money but it was very you know but I enjoyed him saying it I'd like to believe he would. Oh, and we also <laughs> forgot to mention we get the return of one of my favorite things from season one which was when Ward was just giving the air the finger. And we get it in this one where he's just yeah. giving all of them the finger in the NI group, and it was amazing. Yeah. I love it. No one gives the finger just like Ward. He's the best. Yeah. I don't know. I think Ward would give them cronuts instead. You're right, Rebecca. I just think he'd be like, he'd find some way around it. And like, I didn't say that. And, you know, yeah. oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, be like, oh, I have to go. Um have an appointment (laughs) or something uh right well let us uh talk about easter eggs now so i've already mentioned about uh lauren and Jean in that that scene earlier um the episode this deadly secret uh, which was episode three that episode's title was taken from power man and iron fist number 99 which is cool uh there's not really much else in that first episode Um, Although on Den of Geek, they do say that they think Alice Eve's performance as Mary is reminiscent of the footage of the old Manson family members with an eerie detachment. And I was like, yeah, that's probably, yeah, that's quite cool. Um, They also say about Typhoid Mary, uh, Mary is primarily known as a Daredevil villain, and she first appeared in Daredevil 254 in 1988, which is why she has giant perm hair in the comics. Um, she was written by Anne Nicenti and John Romita Sr. drew her. She's always been a tragic and unpredictable character and has even flirted with being something of an anti-hero in recent years. Um, and then they talk a bit about her history, but we won't go into that yet. Um, and then they talk about the Crane sisters. So um, they say the Crane sisters are tricky. They seem to know some mystical tattoo techniques. And we have had references to the Crane mother throughout Daredevil the first season of Iron Fist and The Defenders. Madame Gao is the closest we have come to the comic book Crane Mother so far. But on the other hand, they're not quite there, are they? 
Um, so we, me and Rebecca looked into Crane Sisters and there was the Crane Daughters, was it? Not the Crane yeah, Sisters? Yeah, the Crane Daughters. And yeah. they were kind of like, what were they? They're people? They, were the, they were the Crane Mother's children. Yeah. And they could, what was it, they could, they could merge into a giant crane. Um, <laughs> that sort of martial It's very weird, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really odd. Um, and yeah, they, uh, their history is tied in. <laughs> With the history of uh, someone else that isn't referenced in the show right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I and think they, that's the nicest way of saying it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also mentioned Davos stealing Danny's power comes from Iron Fist number 14, which also happens to be the first appearance of Sabretooth, and number 15, the final issue of that series before he moved in with Luke Cage, because they're, they're in love. And then also. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bromance. No, it's adorable. And then also Marvel Team Up number 63 and 64, which featured Spider-Man. And the show is a very loose adaptation um, because in the comics, Davos just kind of chi vampires the Iron Fist power away from Danny. It's yeah. a lot less involved and it's, a lot less um, interesting. <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's actually very funny because um, they basically... Bump. Davos has the serpent tattoo on his chest. Mm-hmm. And they okay. basically bump chess. <laughs> the chi transfer happens. And I think every time we've covered that story, I've made terrible jokes about them sort of hugging it out and like, um, what is going on while they're sort of. Because Davos basically has to like hold Danny to him while the chi's doing it. So they are literally hugging. Amazing. Um, yeah, and it happens again in. I think I was saying to Claire. There's a 1996 series, which is just two issues and has hideous 90s art. And Davos also takes the Iron Fist in that one as well. That was the one you sent to me, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the art was hideous. Also also done through a hug. (laughs) And they also hug it out, obviously, in episode 10 of this season as well, Rebecca, right? But in a far different way. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, (laughs) That was the Easter eggs, guys. So now it is time to move on to quotes. Uh... Quotes, Rebecca. Do you have any? I didn't send myself the quotes I listed, so I don't remember them. But there was a very funny one right at the beginning with Colleen mm-hmm. asking about how many times you've fist, you've used the fist this week or something. I can't. <laughs> I, mean, anyway, I can't remember the exact quote though because I'm terrible. Uh, Alan, do you have any quotes? Yes, Walker. Put a hand on B, you lose that hand. Just that they completely uh, calm. You can try and kill me, and I really don't give a shit. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it's, it's the utterly sort of uh, emotionless robotic delivery, and it's kind of uh, super creepy. Oh, she's so super creepy. I love her. She's amazing. Uh, Those Tammy... are two statements I think will go together. Go mm, exactly. Uh, Tammy Lambs. Um, I think I like when uh, Joy is, they all show up to Colleen and Danny's, and she's taking her coat off, and Colleen tells her to just throw it on the couch, and Joy just looks at her, and she goes, just, like, throw it uh, on the couch, (laughs) oh, okay, (laughs) like, thinking, like, what the fuck, you just throw your clothes around? (laughs) She's like, I paid three thousand dollars for this jacket yeah exactly yeah. It, was, it was really funny i was like oh this is gonna be the most amazing dinner <laughs> <laughs> i have joy's one where she says 
dinner's never just dinner. I love that. It's true. It is true, yeah. True. I think I had some more as well. Any other quotes, guys? Um, well, I have Colleen at that same dinner. If Joy makes one more domestic crack, I'm going to deck her. <laughs> <laughs> I have when okay. they turn up at the warehouse and the guy says, weapons, and uh, Mrs. Yang says, he is the weapon. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah. That was really cool. And uh, Danny's utterly doomed. Like, oh, be calm. After repeatedly demanding from the stroke <laughs> what the information needs, he then realizes, oh crap, I'll probably kill them. I'll try and calm him hey, down. Hey, tell him don't, yeah, don't shout at someone to calm down. <laughs> yeah, t- t- because telling someone who's having an anxiety attack and heart palpitations to be calm always works. Yeah, always. <laughs> yeah. I, I also like, I did like Mary going, dissociative identity disorder. Because, um, Every time we read a Moon Knight issue, I think that's something oh, that yeah. my friends say. We're like, no, it's associated with identity disorder. And I was like, yay, they finally named it correctly and something. Yeah, they don't just call it multiple personality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, of course, that, that brief aside, uh, there was an advert for Mental Health Ireland, mm-hmm. which had a black and white picture of a guy with his hands through a chain link fence. And this is done in magazines and on billboards. And the phrase was, schizophrenia, don't be alone. What? Oh, and I thought, oh, God, <laughs> I don't have to copy on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, seriously, how is this in any way appropriate? Uh, yeah, it's not. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm just confused now. Just wow. Terrible. Oh. Sorry, uh, when you mention MPDs. No, it's just, I'm just like, what? I'm trying to picture it. I'm yeah, me too. It. Yeah, because it's, it's you know, presumably it's like, you know, go and seek help and help is available. Yeah, yeah. Not, so, not sort of, you know, don't be alone, but I have voices in my head. Yeah. I'm never alone. Uh, no. And I know too, MPD or DID in terms of schizophrenia is fewer than 3% of cases, but even so. No. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, Bethany says to Ward something that I love, which is a description that is the perfect yeah. description of Ward, apart from being a hot mess, which is, Ward, you lead with the asshole. Yeah, I remember that. I was like, yep. And then I have one more, which is Misty, who says, why is it that every time I'm with you two, some weird shit happens? Mm-hmm. Says, the, says the woman with the robot arm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> thanks to thanks to Danny. Thanks to Danny, yeah. She she um, she, she doesn't right. seem. She, I I I love Misty. The fact that yes, you've given me a second arm and I don't have to walk around with a blue arm stocking on for the rest of the series. But she's still like, I'm still a cop and I don't care what you've done for me. You've you've done mm-hmm. you done you done wrong, boy. As it should well, be. I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to think she's professional enough that she can say yeah. her thank yous. But yes, then get on with her work. I just want to... Oh, go on. Sorry. I was going to say, in a lot of ways, I don't think it's she's trying to get down on them. I think she's trying to keep them safe. And Mm -hmm. and make sure that they don't get themselves in trouble. Or that they don't let a criminal off because they've done something... Exactly. ...illegal themselves. Yeah, because really that's why she was there. is because Danny screwed up an investigation that could have put people behind bars. And now they can't do that because Danny messed it up. Yeah. And so please don't, please stop doing that, Danny. Please get out of the way. 
I just wanted Misty in one of the scenes, like the scenes with Colleen and Danny to end, and then Misty goes, oh, by the way, Danny, what does this red button do on my arm? Yeah. Because we all want to know what that red button does. It probably calls Danny. I like to imagine it turns her arm into a rocket launcher. I know you do, but I'd like to think of it as the red alert (laughs) Danny bat signal. I I think it opens up the handphone, so she can... uh, the. earpiece and the little finger is the microphone so you know, that would be she gets a hologram of, she gets a hologram of the iron fist logo spinning in the hand <laughs> it'd be amazing uh right well now it's time for our ratings so uh rebecca do you want to go first no oh all right um <laughs> <laughs> fine <laughs> wait a minute, what am i what am i rating them out of five uh, out of ten uh oh god I like them both seven and a half out of ten for each of them okay seven and a half like my, at least I know that they're not my favourites but I like them a lot you like them a lot yeah fair enough that is fine by me uh Alan what would you like to rate these episodes I, I rate the first one six iron fists out of ten mhm and the second one because for both the uh creepy psycho walker bit that was in the second wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah it's been less than a week it's been a week and it has been a week believe me mm-hmm. well uh, I did like the second one a lot more so I'm gonna go with uh, nine drops of Danny's blood in a bowl out of ten <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see I thought about this since the last time I was on this cast to think of something sort of reasonable to stay <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We say far less reasonable things than that. Um, yeah. Uh, Tammy, Tamalama Ding Dong. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I like the episode four better than episode three, but only slightly. I think they were both pretty good. Um, so I'll give episode three eight out of ten awkward dinners. <laughs> and I really like Colleen in that episode. I really liked her. Uh, and eight, the episode four, eight and a half out of ten Walker machetes. Um, yeah, really like seeing a lot of Typhoid Mary. It's fun. Yeah, she's I, the best. Yeah. Uh, uh, cool. it, the, the tattooing grossed me out, so <laughs> a little off-putting, but yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to give the same rating as as you, Tammy. I liked both. Um, I didn't like the first one as much as the second one. I enjoyed the awkward dinner more. I think the second time I watched it. But really, apart from that, there's not much that happens in the episode, but that awkward dinner is so awkward and great um, that I have to give it lots of points. Uh, So I'm going to give that one eight out of ten pieces of pasta stuck to the wall, Um, which gives episode three an average of 7.37 out of ten, which is very good. And then I did prefer um, episode four, I love all the stuff with Mary. I like all the stuff with Davos being a creep and getting getting Amazon deliveries of dead people. Like, it's just <laughs> insane. And, like, it's just creepy as hell. And I loved it. I love the creepy stuff. Um, so I'm going to give it... Oh, hang on. Let me just put this input this again. Uh, I'm going to give that one an 8.5 skin and blood tattoo soups out of 10. 
so that will give this episode an average of let me have a look 8.5 and 8.5 that gives that one an average of 8.3 so a whole point above episode 3 so we we all liked that one a lot more which is cool uh, apart from Rebecca, who likes everything evenly. Yeah. What can I say? Including all of us. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, okay, now it's time for our feedback. Tammy, I have sent you a voicemail just to prepare you for that that event. Would anyone like to read an email? We have three. I will. I don't mind. I'm happy to. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that. Right. I'm going to send you one from last week's guest, Nutty. Nutty. Not air. Uh, and she split it into both episodes. And it starts with episode three. Uh, let me sort of find it. Just give me a second. No worries. Skype's being a bit funny. Ah, there it is. Right. Uh, episode three. I thought Davos didn't drink or eat meat. He's doing both. So what? He, he didn't, not... wasn't drinking, though, was he? I think he just had his little beaker of water. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't remember the drinking, but like... Uh, so what? One night of, fully, of not fully consensual sex, and all his out the window. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think he ever drank. He held the wine glass, but he never drank from it. Yeah. Um, Danny says he's fine with the cold. Doesn't need a jacket, but keeps wearing a hoodie, a parka, and gloves. Up. That's his. That's his secret outfit. <laughs> and he only wore uh, that hoodie that said "Sweet Christmas" on the back because uh, it was Luke's. Yeah, and Luke can. is his Still- love. It still smelled a little bit of Luke. Um, Mrs. Yang says, everyone knows who and what Danny is, why the mask, so many odd contradictions. My takeaway for the episode is that Colleen is the best. I'm all for how she handled dinner. Mrs. Yang is badass. I'm in love. I really wanted Walker to just chop off Davos' head. Um, Fair enough. Uh, Episode four, why didn't Danny heal Mr. Yang? Jane, they've forgotten he can do that. Have they forgotten? Jane? Who's Jane? I don't know. I'm guessing it's just the app. I would love for her. I think Nutty's forgotten uh, mine and your name's Tammy and thinks one of us is called Jane. (laughs) The guy in the alley can't be Davos. He wasn't pocket sized. Um, When Misty showed up, I wanted to change. I think clearly Nutty prefers all the women. Um, I thought Davos was going to paste the altar two skin on him, not burn it. The blade used to cut Danny's guy is a cookery. I have one. It doesn't cut like that. I don't really blame Joy. She has a right to be angry in her, and Ward isn't making any roads to show he understands what she's been through. Exactly. Yeah. Perhaps, but I don't think she's at all considering what he's been through either. And I I don't think she knows a lot of it. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously being told your dad is dead and then finding out he's not is pretty bad. Mm Mm-hmm. And and she feels like, we learned this episode, that it's not even just that they knew that he was dead. She feels they conspired to hide it from her. Which they Mm -hmm. did. I mean, they did did to to an extent. Like, I still feel like she kind of overly blames Danny for stuff that... Yeah. He's such a puppy. He just doesn't know what was going (laughs) on. (laughs) But also, he had just come back. He was hardly in on this conspiracy. Yeah. Um... You know. And he wasn't wearing shoes, he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, obviously. Mm. He had lots of bad life choices. <laughs> yeah. I, I say, as I'm not wearing shoes right now, or socks. <laughs> I never wear shoes, so I'm really not one. So. <laughs> uh, so I've got an email from Ian. Uh, Ian says, at the start of episode three, Danny is sounding a lot like Luke, and I'm betting in episode four, Misty is hearing familiar things from him too. 
I love her appearance here. Both she and Colleen work well together to try and temper Danny. And Danny in this seems to be partially aware of his flaws and that he's got some work to do to be a better person, let alone Iron Fist. I agree. I love how Danny and Ward are at the start of episode three. The chat is nice and they seem to be in a great place, except Danny still takes Ward's bad advice. Yeah. Then there's the meal and what a fun mess that is. But for once in a series where people want to talk with each other, but of course it doesn't go as planned. So I was wrong about Mary. Well, we don't know about the motivation of the painter identity yet. Oh, because I think Ian said before that he thought Mary was the bad side and the other side was the good side yeah i think he said last week as for the end danny i hope you realize now how upset davos is with you and not to be so complacent with your life that's all for now (laughs) see you next week (laughs) thanks i think if he doesn't realize how upset davos is with him after davos you know yeah takes all his blood and and guzzles down um you know burnt dead tattoo then I think he'll never realise. And we have one left from Sedna. Tammy, would you like to read this? It's quite short. I'm going to put it in the Skype. It starts with Higher Lovely Peeps. You've got a channel, Will, and and Mal. Oh, I'm not channeling anybody. I'm just, like, trying to, like... I I don't have the screen directly in front of me, so I'm just having to move around. Hold on a second. Okay. All right. This is why I I have, like... Some two monitors. (laughs) Well, I do, but my two monitors are literally a separate computer from my laptop. So I'm just, Uh, I'm not in front of uh, the right thing. Anyway, okay. Uh, Hiya, lovely peeps. So, circumstances circumstances meant I got a whole lot of these watched within two days of release and enjoyed it far more than the last one. Yeah, I have a feeling I'm going to as well. Uh, Plenty still bugs me about Danny, and I expect that will never change. Ten eps is a fucking great idea, though. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. I love, love, love Joy's designer goth makeover. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the Totes Ox ox Dinner Party, worthy of Mike Mike Lee? Mike Lee. Yeah, he's a director. At his most cringe. Okay. Uh, Think how much worse it could have been if Ward had turned up. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. Uh, Alice Eve and her multiple personality post-it notes is great. There's a parallel with her dad's brilliant role, shoestring, in portraying complex mental health issues and art therapy, but I expect that's a coincidence. By the way, I think the term triad is generic for Chinese organized crime. It doesn't mean there are three gangs. Oh, we are done. Don't fucking yeah. Don't don't look it up in a dictionary then, okay? Because then that is what it means, and it's ridiculous that they're using the term triads. Okay, I can't think of much more to say about these. Apps because I'm internally freaking out about the DD, the Daredevil season three teaser, and the possible leaked release date, courtesy of Netflix Thailand, and just major anxiety that I won't get a chance to binge watch it as I need to because life reasons. <laughs> someone help me, please. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for when Daredevil comes out and how much Sedna will be freaking out about it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, that's all our emails. We have a voicemail from Matt A. Uh, that's Davos hater Matt A. Yep. As he shall be known. No, I don't. I don't even know if I want to play it to be honest. No. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Episodes three and four of Iron Fist. I don't have a lot to say about these, so I'll just compress it into one quick voicemail. 
I enjoyed the dinner scene <laughs> between Davos and <laughs> Joy and Colleen and Danny. It was wonderfully awkward and full of passive aggressive quips. Davos is still the worst. Uh, you're all wrong. He is the worst. Joy, however, <laughs> is delightful. I posted this on the Hooplecast group. The actress who plays Joy was in the pilot of True Blood, and she has this great line where she says, I knew this girl who knew this girl who did vamp blood during Greek week, and she, like, clawed her own face off. <laughs> I, uh, I can't do it as well as she can, so actually, I'll just splice in the audio right here. I knew this girl who knew this girl who did vamp blood during Greek week. She, like, clawed her own face off. Was <laughs> that fun, everyone? Uh, last thing I'll just say about this episode, uh, Mary, at the end, she says, whatever blows your skirt up. <laughs> um, is that, like... Is that like a famous line of from the comics? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other comic readers are like, oh yeah, she said it. She said the skirt line. Because I just thought it was great. Because I love Mary. She's <laughs> really funny. She's I mean, sweet. she's mentally ill. But anyway. <laughs> in episode four, when Joy is in Mary's apartment and finds something and says, is this true? You have multiple personalities? Question mark. I thought that was really dumb moment i wish that mary's condition would have been more like conveyed or um revealed more organically rather than a character just blurting it out oh you have multiple personalities oh so that's what all the post-it notes were but i just thought she was afraid of post-it notes (laughs) what i keep having to tell myself while i'm watching this show is that it's a superhero show and that danny has taken upon himself some great burden that that a superhero would take upon himself and he's trying to clean up his city and i keep i have to tell myself that remind myself of that because when i'm watching and listening to colleen and danny talk about the triads and getting these different factions to negotiate (laughs) uh, all i can think of is why is this your problem this doesn't have to be your problem you can just you know leave there's a line where Danny says, you know, what if dinner at the Silver Lotus, uh, man, I just wish it was dinner at the Silver Lotus and not like a big, you know, brawl all the time. You know what? You can have that reality mm-hmm. by leaving and not involving yourself in someone else's business. Again, I realize that's not likely to happen because then there wouldn't be a show. It's just <laughs> I don't want to hear you complain about how tough you have things when you are making these decisions to have these problems. Okay. All right. Uh, hope that was articulate. Um, <laughs> you know, if this vo- voice sounds terrible, you have only Claire to blame. She wanted feedback, and this mm-hmm. is what she gets. It's my fault. Oh, and if Mary kills Davos, I think my heart might just explode from happiness. <laughs> okay. Oh, thanks, Matt. I won't tell you if you get your wish or not. Because that would be a spoiler. Um, also, that line from uh, from Joy in True Blood was kind of amazing. Uh, right, that is the end of our episode. So I need to tell you guys what we have next week. Next week we have episode 5, which is entitled Heart of the Dragon. There is a new Iron Fist in town, and he's itching to make his presence felt. Meanwhile, Ward calls in a favour, and Joy considers her options. Who is this new Iron Fist? Hmm. Uh, who knows? Who, who could it be? 
Uh, and episode six is called The Dragon Dies at Dawn. Misty and Colleen's trip to the tattoo parlour turns painful, but not for them. As Davos crosses names off his list, Mary makes Danny an offer. Yeah, Misty and Colleen totally get Daughters of the Dragon tattoos, and it's adorable. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally what happens. Um, right, thank you so much for coming on this week, Alan and Rebecca. You guys um, you. are awesome. And thank you, everyone, as well, for sending in feedback. Um, where can people find you if they want to stalk you, Rebecca? Um, at Arbitrary Genius on Twitter is the best place to find me. And what about you, Alan? Um, phased out on Twitter, I don't necessarily post much, but I do reply to people DM me. Well, I'm not currently casting because life. <laughs> yes, life always gets in the way of the fun stuff. Awesome. Uh, and uh, who wants to take us out with an Excelsior? Rebecca. Okay. <laughs> uh, to like wake myself up for this one Excelsior we will be back next week thank you for listening you can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com you can find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on twitter at defenderspod Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives, 3.0, Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!